0: Kyler and JJ lift the way too early preseason rankings via ESPN and who the Cardinals need to sign next position wise. Plus, betonline.ag has the two early NFC West odds. I'm going to talk about all that more this episode. Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Cardinals. I am your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. You can also check me out Thursdays on Locked On NFL. Got a jam show today. Uh, Kyler shows his face with J.J. Watt, the social media extraordinaire. Um, Josh Weinfuss, friend of the show, uh, Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN, wrote a little blurb about who the Arizona Cardinals need to sign next as part of ESPN's way too early uh, power rankings. And uh, betonline.ag has the odds out for where the Cardinals will finish in the NFC West, obviously a handful of months before the regular season starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Locked on Cardinals 2.0 continues to roll. So the story around social media, especially Twitter yesterday, was JJ Watt and, and Kyler Murray seen via JJ Watt's uh Twitter, um, Twitter page. Um, you know, JJ Watt doing what he does. Making fun of you know the hubbub that's going around between Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. There was a video earlier this offseason where he poked fun, saying he FaceTimed Kyler Murray, Kyler didn't answer. What does it mean, et cetera, et cetera? J.J. Watt is a wizard at social media. Now, I don't think this means anything. You know, I, I don't think that you know anything has changed. I do think Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. This is just a fun way for a perennial all-pro guy um one of the strong foundational pieces for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward just to poke fun at a situation during the offseason uh i think people are making a bigger deal out of it than it is i really didn't even want to talk about it i think there's a lot more important things that need to be discussed namely the roster what needs to be done uh looking looking ahead with the with the teams that the cardinals are playing in 2022 and who they need to sign next in free agency, but all in due time. So this needs to be discussed because it's happening in the off season. Um, I'm going to give it about three or four minutes, and then I'm going to kind of push it aside. I don't think it deserves any more time than that. Uh, there, was, I, I don't think that there's an issue with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. You know, I, I don't think there is. I think that this was a social media thing. I think it was new age met old school, where you know the Cardinals and their brass are set in their ways of not dealing with anything through social media, they're living in old, you know, they're an old school kind of organization when it comes to Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell. And this is how things are done nowadays, where a quarterback wants to be paid. I think he should be paid. I think he will be paid. And it kind of has these ripple effects with, you know, other prognostications about what's going on behind the scenes. I don't think the scrubbing of the Instagram was a big deal. I don't think that what Eric Burkhardt did, even though I think it was not smart, penning a letter about you know what he thinks the Cardinals should do, I don't think Eric Burkhart is the best representation for Kyler Murray personally. I think Kyler is – he's outgrown both Eric Burkhart and Cliff Kingsbury, in my opinion. But where we lay, those are two of the important people in Kyler Murray's circle. So I, I think that this is just a ripple effect and people talking about things when there's not a whole lot to talk about Kyler being in the same vicinity as J.J. Watt is a non-story. It's funny that J.J. Watt, you know, portrayed it the way he did, but J.J. gets how to play the game. Kyler Murray gets how to play the game a lot more than people give him credit for. What I don't understand, and I've never understood this, not even in the confines of the game of football. When people are quiet, sometimes they're looked at as not smart, and I don't understand that. A lot of times, the dumbest people are the ones who talk a lot. Take your shots here. You're welcome to. In the comments everywhere, I said it that, that way on purpose. Kyler is a very smart individual. He's a very smart young man who is taking leaps every year in an effort to become a better leader and a better NFL player. So just because he hasn't said anything, aside from the the, the mini scrum interview that, that we talked about last week about how he's an Arizona Cardinal, he's not going anywhere, etc. Just because he's not saying anything doesn't mean he doesn't know what's going on. And I think it's something that needs to be remembered and touched upon. And that, as the foundation for the video, not meaning anything, has some sort of synchronicity there. We don't know 80% of what goes on, 90%. We take what we see, what's given to us, and we make opinions based upon it. That's what this whole thing is. And what I've seen since he was drafted in 2019, number one overall, through today, he has grown leaps and bounds. From the Dan Patrick interview, if you want to call it that, to the post-draft interview, where people would question, does he want to be here? To seeing at least some sort of, you know, just physical... You know, anger on the sideline, which is what we saw towards the tail end of two seasons ago in last season. He's growing. Okay. He's growing into a leader. He's growing into a star quarterback. And I feel like you're always, people are always comparing him to everybody else. Very few quarterbacks in NFL have his skill set and his stature. Okay. You can't compare him to Patrick Mahomes. You can't compare him to Justin Herbert. You can't compare him to Josh Allen. You can't compare him to Lamar Jackson. You can't compare him to Russell Wilson. Why not? Russell Wilson was given one of the best defenses of all time and one of the best running backs of all time when he started. It was more Ben Roethlisberger than Patrick Mahomes when he won a Super Bowl. Kyler Murray wasn't given that. Kyler Murray was given a team that scored 14 points per game the year before a head coach that had no business being hired as the head coach at the time. He's I'm talking about at the time. Okay. Cliff truthers. Stop. I'm saying at the time, he didn't think he was going to get a head coaching job. He took an OC job at USC probably to take over for coach. O. that was his idea. But then he got a call. He's like, sure. I'll take that. That's where Kyler started with a perennially losing organization. These aren't negative things to say. These are facts. So the learning curve is going to be a little bit steeper earlier on when you're coming from one of the worst seasons an NFL team had ever experienced. The 2018 Arizona Cardinals scored less points per game than the 2008 Detroit Lions who went 0-16. So just because things are moving slower, there's more peaks, higher peaks and lower valleys than we would have experienced through three years than we thought we would, doesn't mean things aren't going the way they're supposed to naturally. You pay a rookie scale contract because you're not expecting players to play at $45 million level in their second year. Yes, it happens, okay? It happens. But it's an exception to the rule and not the rule. So pivoting back to J.J. Watt and, and Kyler Murray being working out next to each other, around each other, being in the same facility together, that's great. And it's total red herring for what's going on. It's not important. It's not important. It's cool. It's funny because of J.J. Watt. And people are jumping to conclusions about what Kyler Murray is and who he is as a person because he doesn't talk a lot. And that's not fair. It's just not fair. And people need to realize, in my opinion, my humble opinion, watching a young man grow up, and I don't say young man is like, a, he's 25, I mean, I'm 38. Everybody's young to me. Watching somebody grow into the leadership role happens organically more times than it doesn't, or it doesn't happen. And I think we're much closer to the former rather than the latter. Josh Weinfuss, ESPN, Arizona Cardinals writer, um, took his part in the bigger article that ESPN put out. Way too early uh, power rankings heading into the 2022 season. And what what spot, what position every team needs to sign in free agency next. I'm going to dive deep into that. Next, first, Bill Barr. We're at the end of March, okay? My New Year's resolutions are gone, but there's one thing that is keeping me kind of grounded in its built bar. okay? There's a couple of different reasons why. One, they're good for you, okay? Four grams of sugar, a couple calories, 19 grams of protein, or, you know, 100, 100 plus calories, three or four net carbs. So they're high fiber, low calorie, high protein. They're all covered in chocolate, okay? These things, they truly are delicious. Like, you hear me talk about them four times a week. I love them. I do. They have a million different flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, mint chocolate brownie, you know, salted caramel. They've got these protein infused marshmallow, uh, things called puffs that same thing. They're good for you. Easy for a morning snack with your coffee. Like Built Bar is the real deal. Go to Bilt.com right now. Use promo code Locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Make sure to check out Locked on NFL experts from around the Locked on NFL channel, different people every day, Monday through Friday, 30 minutes, national stories, free and available on all platforms. If you want a little bit more of me, you can check me out on Thursdays. I do the Locked on NFL Thursday podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you. I know this transition is weird for people that are used to this being a two-person show. Trust me, it's going to be fine. Josh Weinfuss from ESPN. Arizona Cardinals writer friend of the show took part in the uh, ESPN's NFL Power Rankings 2022 post free agency um and obviously it's not post post free agency but we're past the first wave or two and I'm going to let I'm going to give you 10 seconds to guess one to 32 where the Arizona Cardinals are ranked in the post free agency power rankings that are way too early before the 2022 season ready go All right, what were your guesses? Let's see. What I would have guessed is about 15. That puts them right on the fringe of a playoff spot. ESPN had them at 18. And with what's happened, you know, with other organizations, especially top-tier teams from last year that are really trying to make that push, the Bengals, The Chiefs, even though they traded away Tyreek Hill, they got a million draft picks back. The Rams, what the Broncos did, what the Chargers have done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The AFC is super top-heavy. Okay, The AFC has, I mean, out of 16 teams, they probably have 13 teams that could legitimately make the playoffs, if not 14. The NFC doesn't have that. So that it's kind of skewed a little bit because the Cardinals aren't going to have to face these any you know most of the 17 teams that are ahead of them. The AFC West is brutal. They have to play four games against the AFC West this year. The Cardinals at 18, it's not out of the realm, but it's also an Arizona Cardinals tax. It's the opposite of a Notre Dame football tax where Notre Dame is given the benefit of the doubt all the time. They're going to make the playoff all the time and then they're going to get blown out all the time. But because they're Notre Dame and because they get a preseason ranking that's high, they're always going to be relevant, even though more times than not, they're terrible at football or less good that their ranking would indicate at any given time. We've seen it time and time and time and time again. The Cardinals are the antithesis of that, where regardless of how good they are, unless they start 7-0 and 10-2, they're not going to be looked at as a true contender because they haven't been a true contender for the extent of their, you know, of their time in Arizona, saved two years. One from wild card where they went to the Super Bowl and one where they got embarrassed in the NFC Championship game. So 18 is probably a four-ranking tax, which is right around where they should be, you know, at 14. So Josh Weinfuss loved this guy, one of my good friends. What he wrote was, the next offseason move was get a number two receiver. So we said, quote, after letting Christian Kirk go in free agency with A.J. Green still a free agent, the Cardinals don't have a true number two receiver to compliment DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore is capable, but he's not not a number two. Arizona let uh, a number of receivers go by in free agency, but in order for Cliff Kingsbury's offense to work, it needs a number two who causes defenses to game plan around him and at the very least is able to make plays when Hopkins gets coverage rolled to him. Pretty astute. I mean, it's something that, you know, we've been talking about for a long time. Hop needs help. And the issue is with this that there are free agents left from the wide receiver position. There are, but at this point, it's almost forcing the hand to draft a wide receiver at 23 overall. Now, for those that agree, disagree with what I've said to this point, Zion Johnson's the guy if he's there. Interior offensive lineman, shore up the left side of the offensive line. We'll see if Will Hernandez can make the most out of his one year deal playing right guard and Kevin Beacham I and DJ Humphreys as bookends with Rodney Hudson as the spine of this offensive line. Now you're cooking with gas. Now you're cooking with gas. And you'd think that at some point, at some point, they're going to have to figure out where what route they want to go from the wide receiver position I said a couple days ago they should bring in Julio Jones and AJ Green for a couple reasons one AJ Green didn't play well down the stretch as the number one because he's not a number one anymore because he's 34 so you can get him for probably one year 3 million Julio Jones was out a lot of last year plus Ryan Tannehill was throwing him the ball there were Derrick Henry led offense and AJ Green's a wide receiver one so Julio Jones could probably be signed for less than what he normally would have been signed for if he was healthy or if he had a quarterback that hucked it a little bit more last season. You bring both those guys in for the same price that you'd get, you know, a, you know a 2-year 12 million dollar middle rung. Like do, would you rather have them sign OBJ coming off an ACL tear in the Super Bowl or Julio Jones and AJ Green? I think it's a no-brainer that it's the latter. And at least, like, with wide receivers, it's weird. Because you could have two wide receivers split wide receiver two and wide wide receiver three responsibilities. It's like when, you know, golfers tie. Like, there's a split for second. Like, somebody wins the tournament, and then there's two people that finish at 15 under, and then there's somebody that finishes at 14 under. Both people that finish in second under split second and third place prize money. That's what you'd get by bringing in A.J. Green and Julio Jones. You'd get a wide receiver two and wide receiver three. Doesn't matter which one it is, but you know they're both at least wide receiver three caliber and have upside of wide receiver two if they're not relied upon to put up a 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns for the team to win. So it doesn't need to be a splashy signing. It needs to be a capable signing, somebody that you can plug and play in this offense. Who can go make plays? Both AJ Green and Julio Jones, at different levels, at this time in their career, can both do that together. Imagine packages where you stack those three guys on the same side of the field, and you have Rondell Moore on the uh, on the outside on the opposing side. You have you know who knows what who knows what Steve K- or uh, what Cliff Kingsbury would do. That means that there are more players the defenses would have to scheme against that the Arizona Cardinals don't have right now. And that's a win. The goal of all of this during free agency is to bring in impact makers who will make impacts day one. Day one. The Cardinals don't have a lot of those right now. And it's super early. I know that. But the draft is less than a month away right now. And there are still questions surrounding this, like... Who's going to start week one? Who's going to fill this roster out? There are still questions about that. And it's not time to freak out yet by any stretch. And it's also getting closer time to freak out. Because now we're getting to a point where you have to trust Steve Kiman's ability to draft. Maybe it'll be different this year. The odds for where the Arizona Cardinals will finish in the NFC West in 2022... They're interesting. They're better than they were last year. And I wonder why. We'll discuss it next. Rock Auto though. RockAuto.com. Listen. Picture this. Okay. You go to a chain storefront. You're like, hey, I need tail lamp for I need tail lamps for my car. Both of them just went out. Like, oh, sorry, we don't have that part right now. We can order it. I drove, I drove myself down here. You don't have it? Nope. Or you look at the price and you're like, wait, that's like way more than it should be. Well, those are two things that happen at chain storefronts. One, sometimes they don't have the parts in stock. And two, sometimes they'll upcharge you 30, 40, or 50%. Not Rock Auto. All you have to do is wake up, get in your jammies, go to the computer, go to rockauto.com, and trust the family-owned business that's been online for 20 years. All you got to do is search, man. Paint. 2015 Ford Focus. Pay. Boop. Door. A couple days later. Their prices are reliably low. They're not going to upcharge you. They got things in stock and it's easy. There's no uncomfortable conversations like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like me. Um, go to rockauto.com. Again, family owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low. Go to rockauto.com, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, final segment here. Thank you to everybody who listens, subscribes, follows, comments. Really appreciate it. Again, this is a transitionary phase for us. Had a close for the last four years, last four seasons. It's going to be fine. All right? It's going to be okay. I got you. You're in good hands. The Arizona Cardinals were long shots to win the NFC West last year. I believe it was plus 625 at one point. Now, that was with Russell Wilson still in the NFC West. That was with uncertainty surrounding the roster that the Cardinals brought in. And the Cardinals were, you know, they were in position to win the division. Let's just put it that way. This year, with the help of Russell Wilson, you know, leaving the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks are in last at plus 900 to win the NFC West. The Cardinals are at plus 300. 49ers are at plus 185. And the Rams are at plus 150. So betonline.net thinks that the Cardinals have, I mean, this isn't a long shot by any chance, the plus 300. So we don't know if Odo Beckham is going to end up back with the Rams. We know that Andrew Whitworth retired. We know that Von Miller is gone. What I was talking about before the Super Bowl, excuse me, was maybe it's the best thing in the world for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And just rip the Band-Aid off. You know why? Because... Running it back isn't as important when you just won a Super Bowl. Robert Woods got traded for a sixth-round pick. Like, there is no momentum year to year. The 49ers were the surprise of the playoffs. They were one drive away from beating the Rams and Jimmy Garoppolo excremented the bed. But it doesn't look like Jimmy Garoppolo is going anywhere at this point. So then, Debo Samuel, there's ties to him getting traded to the Jets and potentially other uh, other uh, other teams because his contract is up at the end of this year. I don't understand that. You know, you, you've got you've got the usual suspects: the Nick Boses, the Fred Warners, etc. cetera. And Brandon Ayuk. Their wide receiving core is not good. Raheem Mostert's gone. Trey Sermon was a total bust after you know after the first year. Even though I was super high on him out of Ohio State when they drafted him in the third round, I was gutted. But because that was the Rodney Hudson pick that the Cardinals had to give away to trade for Rodney Hudson, Elijah Mitchell, you know. Hasty, like If you look at the 49ers roster, it's not incredible. If you look at the Rams roster, yes, top heavy, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, I get it, 100%. Totally understood. Have Matt Stafford do it again. Have him do it again. The Cardinals roster hasn't improved that much, but they've retained Zach Ertz and James Conner. They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have Kyler Murray. They have Buda Baker. They've got more stars than a lot of teams in the NFL. So the plus 300 should give people pause a little bit like, hmm, maybe the Cardinals aren't as far off to winning the division as we once thought. Now, the issue normally is the interdivisional uh, schedule that the Cardinals have. The Cardinals have a murderer's role this year. The AMC West is going to be absolutely brutal. Brutal. And they have to go to Mexico for a game. So one of their home games is going to be gone. So there'll be eight on the road, eight at home, uh, and then one in Mexico. and. You know, I know that we had the, the conversation last year, all year where they played better on the road. So maybe let's evacuate that from our thoughts. Um, one thing with all of the, I don't know. I, I think the word negativity gets thrown around a lot. You can look at a situation and see both sides. Absolutely. I think to be great at what you do, you have to be able to argue the counterpoint to your argument. To be able to argue your point. What the Cardinals have done this offseason so far, positivity-wise, sure. They brought back James Conner. They brought back Zach Ertz. That's like drafting Kyler Murray number one overall. They had the number one shot to bring both of those guys back. Okay. But they executed it. Good. I'm I'm struggling to find a positive to what the Cardinals have done this offseason outside of that. I don't think they've improved and it's still early. Absolutely. But just because they haven't improved, doesn't mean they're not one of the, uh, you know, at least top 15 rosters in the NFL, they don't have a whole lot of depth and that's going to come hopefully through the rest of free agency and the draft. if, if, If they can hit on two out of the three first round picks, you know, first three, first three picks in the first three rounds. One thing that I want you to take away from this is things need to happen soon. I know that there's a long time left in free agency. I know that, you know, we've been saying that for about 17 days now. That's going to go from there's time to, oh no, the test is tomorrow and I haven't studied yet. And what we're relying upon is what we remembered in class without studying, hoping that's going to get us by. And that's what the draft, we're going to be staring at right in the face. Because you can't say at least there's the draft. Now, hopefully this will change. Hopefully, you know, Steve Kine will be able to find some difference makers in the first, you know, the first couple of rounds that'll be able to play day one. I hope that happens. Truly. Of course, you want this team to succeed. Absolutely. And... There needs to be a course of action filling out this roster before draft day. But looking at the betonline.net numbers plus three hundred, maybe maybe we're too close to the situation and not seeing the forest through the trees, where there aren't a lot of teams that are better than the Arizona Cardinals right now as the roster is currently constructed, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Tomorrow I'm going to talk all things Kyler Murray. Segment one, segment two, segment three. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Now make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They break down everything, man. 30 minutes NFL drafts, free and available on all platforms. Remember, it's a Kyler Murray special tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Alex Nancey, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you then.